Craft Beer Radio, episode 486, January 4th, 2019. 2019. We're in the new year, baby. Welcome back, everyone, to Craft Beer Radio. And tonight, we're going to do another show where we evaluate more beer. That's kind of what we do. That's, that's our thing. And uh, so we have some beers, some of the beers you bought, some of the beers uh, I brought back from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's where they it. all came from. Let's do this main beer company. So I was surprised to see you bringing a main beer company beer. So I guess they're in the market. I guess. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a bottle. There's a place that opened near me has a lot of good beers, and uh, you know it's Pittsburgh, so it's not the 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 least expensive place, mm-hmm. but uh, the selection is good. And yeah, this is from Maine Beer Company. This is where is it? Peeper. Peeper. Uh, pale ale, five point five percent, hopped with Amarillo Cascade and Centennial. The malts are American Two Row, Carapils, Vienna, and Red Wheat. Nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, that's a lot for a pale ale. It is from Maine, though. So hey, yeah. big, pillowy head, light, hazy body, old definition of haze not new definition of haze just like a little bit of a chill haze on it 10 16 is october 16th when this is made so it's a little cloudier i guess it's time to blendy blend do the blendy blend see in two they say in 2009 they started with a one barrel system and worked on a single recipe over and over until peeper was born now they have so, enough to share. So this this was, will be interesting because you grabbed yourself a barrel-aged beer glass and you got me the beer tulip. Oh. <laughs> so you got different glasses tonight. Oh, well. You want to you switch? No. No. First for everything. This was a big foamy head, big foamy head that it, it's kind of closing off the mm-hmm. aroma a little bit, but I am getting some bright hop things. I'm getting kind of a citrus peel. Oh, I got to tell you, I was at a house of a thousand beers the other day and the guy had a stainless steel growler and the bartender tried to fill it up, but they don't have the tubes for anything. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I think it's filled. You know, what's the guy do? He sticks his finger down into the foam to see if he can feel the beer. (laughs) Then he pulls his finger out and closes the cap. I'm fine with that. I think he was the same guy that was getting a growler filled the previous time I was there and the bartender filled the growler. You know, cap's still off. He's wiping it off with a towel. Wipes the dirty bar towel over the foam on the top. <laughs> and then gives it to the guy with no cap. And the guy puts the cap on. Oh, so it was the bartender who actually put his finger in No, the... no, no, no. Oh. No, it was the customer who okay. put his finger. But, like, 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 up to, like, knuckles deep into the <laughs> growler. I mean, as long as you're drinking it. I'd... In, like, the next ten minutes. <laughs> I... I'm not that snobbish about how you want to drink beer anymore. Like okay. when I was, you know, I remember when we started and we were really against the whole using your <laughs> nose to using the the nose oil oils. oil on your nose to take the foam down. Now I don't care. Enjoy the beer and how you enjoy the yeah, beer. Yeah, I guess. But I was sitting right beside the guy and he <laughs> puts his hand knuckles deep into his beer. 
see if he could feel where the liquid was. Maybe he's just used to doing that with things. <laughs> you don't know his life story, man. Back off. I don't. I don't. My I fingers are, are. I shouldn't judge. Are such amazing tools for this. <laughs> they've, they've. I've worked for twenty years to, to have my fingers be the ultimate detectors of. It was wild. All right. There's always going to be somebody who does something. Somebody who's not you does something. You're going to be like, eh. Whatever. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> still, just, just, I still think about it. It's just like, just, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of like the, the the head's died down. I'm still getting a little bit of hop stuff, but it it's not super lively in terms of the aroma. It's, it's yeah. it feels also a little cold. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, so on the aroma, it <clears throat> my, my I'm a little bit stuffed up, so my nose isn't sniffing it 100. percent But you know, I was getting a little bit of like orange citrus peel, but it also seemed a bit wheat like or something like that but you know i know that it's not really a wheat beer or anything but you know it's what well, I no, it has getting. vienna red wheat in it oh does it okay it's american two-row carapils vienna and red wheat mm. okay well maybe i'm actually able to smell stuff still so there's uh the, the color is a sort of straw a little bit of haze i wouldn't call it a hazy pale ale or anything but mm-hmm. it's, it's got some haze to it moving on to the flavor get a, a light dry Kind of crackery hopping, almost like a session IPA yeah. came across, and then um, pretty light and uh, wheat-like body to it. I guess you know it definitely has that very. It seems like a session IPA, right? Very thin body, mm-hmm. uh, not aqueous, but thin. And uh, I like how, if that's the red wheat, I like how it's giving it a nice kind of dry, grassy, yeah. papery type body to it yeah it's it's tasty it uh, you you sort of or me i sort of feel like i wish it was a little more had a little more body to it especially Mm -hmm. for ten dollars um i i mean it feels like it it almost it reminds me of a pilsner it it does it has a body and drinks kind of like a pills yeah yeah it doesn't and snappy like a pilsner, mm-hmm. but the right. the the flavors that I'm getting the are consi- so... the, and the consistency of the mm-hmm. mouthfeel and everything is is in line with the pills for sure. <clears throat> so that's interesting. I don't know. Um, hops are Amarillo Cascade Centennial, pretty standard phase two. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how the, I like the hop flavors that do mm-hmm. come through. Goes well with that dry malt character. Yeah, it's it's not it's not one you're going to sit and lounge with for hours, but it's a good drinker. It's a good drinker. It, it would probably be a decent lawnmower beer. Um, uh, it, it does have a little bit of a of you now that I'm drinking it more the. Bitterness is lingering more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting to, to fill out a bit more from the original okay. sips. Um, especially with the lingering stuff. That was really, I think, why I kept considering it a pills because it didn't seem like it had much linger. Okay. Right. 
But I do think that the malt profile is very Pils-like. I agree. Even though it has wheat in it, it's, not, mm-hmm. it's just kind of the texture and the consistency of the mouthfeel. Yeah. Make it feel like a lager, a Pilsner lager. I'm not pouring it out. I mean. No. It's tasty. But yeah, I mean, like I was thinking, this kind of tastes like Prima Pils. <laughs> it's reminding more of um, the Sly Fox Pils. That one's a little hazier and more American. Even though Prima Pils has American hops to it, it has a very German ferment in mm. malt bill, where the Sly Fox is a bit more American all around. I haven't had the Sly Fox in a while. I really, I, I had Prima Pils recent, like, relatively recently. Mm-hmm. Let's go to this foreign objects. All right, Soul in Gemini. This <clears> is, uh, I believe, astrology. The sun. Is in the constellation Gemini. That's what that would mean. Seven point five percent alcohol by volume. Uh, eternity spent in a maddening pursuit to perfectly manifest the impossible abstractions of the cosmic order. This sounds like uh, <laughs> Greg Cook. <laughs> stuff Jim, that's Jim. on the back. Jim, no, Greg oh, Cook. Greg. The stuff's uh, on the back yeah, of stone yeah, bottles. Yeah. That, like, okay. remember they? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do, but they had these like ridiculously oh, verbose yeah. Yeah. text. Uh, Waimea and Amarillo hops. I'm not sure what Waimea are. W a i m e a. I'm for, sure I'm pronouncing objects. that exactly correctly. Foreign Objects is the brewery that used to be Soul, right? I'm pretty sure. Check that real quick. Waimea hops. Uh, New Zealand hop. Um. Citrus and pine, so sort of along the lines of uh, Amarillo, probably, or uh, Tabahawk, or um, one of the other resiny ones. <laughs> oh, wow. I searched for a foreign object, soul, and it's how to diagnose and treat foreign body injuries. S-O-L. <laughs> well, no, because I think there was... Like Soul, S-O-L-E, mm-hmm. Brewery, and they changed their name. I think it was Foreign Objects they changed to. Hmm. Thing pours like orange juice. Super murky. Yeah, this is uh, November thick. 14th, so this is relatively young. Cool. Has a pretty juicy aroma to it. A bit pineapple, orange, touch of grapefruit. Yeah, it's funny because the first thing I was get, getting was something more dank, but there's there's a lot of grapefruit in here. Are you getting dank still? Because I wasn't really smelling it. Not so much, no. no. Okay. This one seems a little cold, too. We didn't have a long enough pre-show, I guess. <laughs> I thought it was pretty long. Yeah, I think it was 45 minutes. Hmm. Um, that's good. That's real good. It, it's orangey. It has it's not super tropical, um, but you know it's a it's a hazy New England style IPA mm-hmm. with um, uh, with a lot of at least from that first sip I had a lot of orange and grapefruit notes. Yeah, it has has a good body to it. You know, it's kind of a 
medium full body, not full on milkshake. Doesn't have any lactose or anything added to it to really thicken it up. Doesn't seem like it. And uh, getting mostly citrus flavors, but there's some other nuance in there as well. You know, there's um, probably something a little bit dank in there. Yeah, you know, Amarillo is one of the hops, and the other yeah. one is this Waimea, which is apparently it's a New Zealand hop, but it's okay. apparently piney and citrusy. Okay. So, uh, but while there's a little bit of dankness, the the New Englandness mm-hmm. is is tempering down the bitterness and tempering mm-hmm. down the sort of sulfury notes. Yeah, for sure. Without making them disappear, they're there. Uh, this is like, um, this is one of the better dank style mm-hmm. New England IPAs I've had, I think. This is, this is pretty good. Yeah. Foreign Objects, Soul in Gemini. They just call it Ale with Hops on the back there. I don't like it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think we were primed by it, by the main two to, because that was pretty decently bitter so oh, this yeah, is like yeah. continuing those those flavors yeah. without... there's a little bit of like last sip i got a little bit like phantom flavor like, like a sweet orange hmm just a touch like just lingering deep inside well, there's a lot of flavors coming out of this <clears throat> yeah. this is this is this has a lot of little nuance to it um mm-hmm. a lot of little like sparks around uh like a sparkler there's a, there's a there's a light in the middle that's pretty bright but then there's little sparks going out with yeah. different flavors I, um, I drank it took another sip like imagining orange soda and it, it, it lined up yeah yeah this it, it's it's tasty and it does have a little bit of a soda like quality to it mm-hmm. yeah the carbonation is at at first glance it's like a pretty fine carbonation and the body's pretty full but as you're drinking it, it gets a little more prickly and a little more soda-like. Mm-hmm. I think it's, that's some of the bitterness coming through. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah, me too. That's pretty good. Now, would I go for a tropical one over this? I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, I wouldn't know until <laughs> until we tried. Would you like a rinse? Sure. We're going to a saison next. Oh yeah, good, good idea. Ah, ah, the saison. Yeah. So I think last time on the show we had one of those Aslan beers that I brought back from mm-hmm. Seattle, and this is a different one. This is Justice Temple. Is that where the Justice League? Pray. Uh, <laughs> is it where they pray? <laughs> I think it's the Hall of Justice. Oh, it's a gusher. It's, uh, the Hall of Justice is where they meet, right? Yes. If I'm remembering the, the old cartoons. They have their bar mitzvahs at the Justice, the Justice Temple. Temple. Uh, this is called a Mixed Culture Saison at 5.5% alcohol by volume, according to their website. Um, the malt makeup is equal parts Belgian Pilsner and raw wheat from Oregon with a sprinkling of malted rye. Fermentations carried out with a variety of saison yeast, lactic acid bacteria, and bretomoniases that they isolated from peach skins, uh, and then six months of bottle conditioning. Wow. Although before that, by the way, uh, they are aged in single use. The beer was aged in single use red wine barrels from a winery in Red Mountain, Washington. 
in Aslan is in Bellingham, Washington. Okay. So, same color, right? I mean, <laughs> hazy, yeah. yellowish. This is like how the, uh, it looks like the main, right? It's not murky New England style, but it's definitely hazy yellow. Ooh, that's bursting with, uh, with Saison-y aromas, right? Yes, it is. Definitely has a funk on the nose. Yeah, a little, a little thing that's sort of, sort of a mix between blue cheese, stinky socks, and <sighs> mud. See, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily go with blue cheese, stinky socks, and mud. Let me let me take a stab at it. Let's see. Getting a little oak on there too. A little bit of sour fruit, like like overripe rot, okay. rotting fruit. Right. Uh, a little bit of yogurt, and we should point out this some... is all in a good way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then something a little cheesy, but for some reason, blue cheese doesn't quite hit me right. I, mean, I immediately thought of 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 a rindy cheese. Mm. And blue cheese just is the first one that came to mind. Yeah, it's like a it's a tangy hard cheese. Can't think of a name of anything in particular. Hmm. The um, the peach that they age it on, I think, is coming through in the aroma. You're getting kind of a. a Peach side. No, they don't age it on peaches. Oh. They they got the yeasts, bacteria, and brett from peach skins. Oh, from peach. But the oh well, the peach skins were in there though. Were they? I would think. They said they isolated it from peach skins. Oh, okay. Never mind. Wait, it's it's possible, but they don't seem to. No. Okay. Point well. The suggestion gives me kind of like a peach cider, like I'm, I'm sure that those fresh peaches type. The, I, I'm or I'm not sure, but I would imagine that the bugs and stuff on peach skins play a role in the flavors that are in peach skins. Yeah, it's not just the peach skin itself; yeah. it's also the chemicals that are from the sure interacting with the skin mm-hmm. and conditioning it, and and some of what we're thinking might be. You know, like a soft peaches, probably, mm-hmm. you know, starting to... Some of the flavors that are in peach yeah. skin, so it mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. Moving on to the flavor, it, it carries some of that. You're getting some kind of peach skin type flavor, peachy type flavor. It's very minerally. The, I think some of the oakiness of the red wine barrel comes through. Nothing too much like red so, grapey in it, but... It's a little tangy. It has a very... Slim... I was going to say a slight vinous quality, but that kind of mixes with the oak, and it's sort of hard to tell where one ends and the other begins. Mm-hmm. Um, getting a little bit of vanilla, just a bit, just like a tad, which is not surprising with oak. But it doesn't feel, at least after from the first and second sip, too overtly oaky, which is good, I don't I dislike super oaky stuff. No, it has a light oaking, which is good. A lot of the tang is kind of like a citrus fruit. 
or you know some kind of citric acid like in a in a stone fruit or something like that peaches really i mean even if they just got the yeast from the peaches mm-hmm. peach really is a through line yeah it really beer. comes through especially the juiciness mm-hmm. right there's there's a lot of if you think about a big juicy peach i think that a lot of that quality comes out here yeah, for sure very dry very very dry minerally this is nice and it, it, it's got it has a nice mouthfeel to it. it it doesn't feel too thin um it doesn't feel too funky but the funk is there yeah uh, it might be a little too funky to call a saison what would you call a wild then yeah something like that i think i don't know i mean it's borderline it's it's like it's not unquestionably not a saison but i tend to feel like it's it's a little too sour and wild to be called a saison let's let's i'm not sure if that matches my taste i'm getting i think yours might be drier okay than mine blendy blend blendy blend so i was thinking as you were talking i initially agree with your dry and then i was like digging another step i was like hmm not as dry as Jeff is mentioned. Okay. There's a little now I'm getting a little apple. Like like pie apple, right? So like mm. Oh. So after the blend, it has more of a cider character now. Mm-hmm. Like a dry cider, but not not, not like stone dry, not right. minerally dry, but dry cider. That's like a different beer. <laughs> I wanna let it like settle a little yeah. bit. Because it felt like I was just tasting a lot of bubbles at that, but that sip came across less fun. Like so, that sip I took right after the blendy blend was very dry, like English cider. It had a little bit of funk to it, but not nearly as sour as what I was tasting beforehand. And I really didn't notice any kind of oaking, but I think the oaky, as we go, is just something you're getting acclimated to, right? And it's not going to really stand out. It's kind of going to be one of those things that kind of fade into the background. There's a lot going on here, and it's pretty cohesive. Mm -hmm. Uh, It all comes together very nicely. Yeah, I moved on to the second sip. The peach is coming back a little bit. There's still a main cider character. I think I got kind of a little bit more uh, sweetness out of the blendy blend. I see what you mean after the blend, where it's a little like sharp to be a say to to be mm-hmm. like a barnyard saison, right? It, it, yeah. It's a little stronger than that in terms of flavor. It's a little more. Uh, kind of fruit centric and and is taking up a little bit more of that oak and uh, that oak character than a tradition. It's funny how we're coming at it from different sides because afterwards I'm I'm willing to step that back a little bit and I'm kind of satisfied with the saison categorization now. So <laughs> uh, let's fight um, now. I. I it's funny, yeah, it is funny because at first I was like, no, this is pretty saisonny, and now I'm like, there's more stuff going on here mm-hmm. than just than, than or there, there's stuff that that's going on that, that's distracting me from the idea of saison. Yeah, I think that there's stuff that's pulling me away. Uh, but 
I can accept Saison as, as a way to, to put this. I think that <coughs> that's fine. It, especially because it's not super tangy and sour. Um, I could also see it being called American Wild Ale, mm-hmm. but it might then... You might have different set of expectations yeah. for what I, I think Saison has been adopted by a lot of things that mm-hmm. aren't... I mean, this is not Saison DuPont. Right. And I'm not saying Saisons have to be Saison DuPont, but, you know, some of... You have to have a benchmark somewhere. And when you think yeah. of those classic Belgian Saisons, you know, most of the things that Americans are calling Saisons aren't all that close to it. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, we, we bring this up occasionally, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, all, it's always good to reiterate th- this stuff every 20 or 30 episodes. Um... There's a big, I don't know if it's as big a debate now, especially since there's a lot more stuff going on in the beer mm-hmm. community, but what are styles? What does it mean to have a style? What is uh, what is the nature of styles in, in beer, especially since lots of things don't necessarily fit into one style, and the styles are yeah. evolving I'm generally not a style or style stickler, right? I'm pretty flexible. You know, the, just with the, like the saison thing. You know, I have some pretty romantic moments, like from going way mm-hmm. back with discovering saison. And we also th- think that every time you remember something, you change yes. it. So, no, sure, understood. It's just like when I especially have, romantic things. <laughs> yes, when I have all these things that are called saisons, and they're you know just golden sour something or another is aged on oak that's not a saison right that's that's a golden something sour something or another aged on oak and speaking of romantic things just a reminder i think next week maybe next show i want i want to try one of those uh sam adams um kmfs kmfs because i have such a romantic idea we have i think two or three bottles still because mm-hmm. we like we, I think we said to them <laughs> that was great, and they sent us more. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, legit. When we tasted it, that was like one of the best beers that we've ever had. Yeah, we'll uh, see what we think about it these yeah. days. I'm I'm curious. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next beer of the evening. Oh wait, what oh, is what? that? That's not. That was. I thought I paused that. Anyway, <laughs> that's not right. Take two. Beep. This is right. Uh, I just want to thank everybody who donated. Who quote unquote did use, use Amazon? Jumped through our hoops. Mm-hmm. Let's blendy blend. Blend, yeah, let's do it. Blend first. Everyone who jumped through our hoops and went to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon for all their holiday shopping. And even if you didn't, you sat through the commercials, and that's fine, too. We'd love it if you used an Amazon link. We understand you may have other links you use. You may have other people you support. We get it, but uh, we think it's an easy way to help us without having to do a Patreon nonsense or subscription or PayPal or whatever. You can support us, help us buy more beers and stuff, and help us keep going. Uh, or not. Well, we're going to keep going probably regardless, but it still helps and it's still really appreciated. Also, 
if you have the gumption to send us beers, you can go to our, our website. There's the address. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love that, and we'll you know shout you out for it. And um, I don't know, maybe we, maybe you can start making trinkets again on your, on your printers for <laughs> things. Yeah, maybe. And I don't know if you want to build that uh, the whole beer coaster thing that you did every time. Oh no. <laughs> This I, could, I, could, I, I could make coasters for yeah. sure. Hmm, that's an idea. I have access to a laser cutter engraver now. Yeah. So. And we can put your name on it or something, right? Because right, you can do yeah. that. Yeah, I can do whatever. Yeah. Mm. We have access to some interesting tools. So send us be, stuff. Be, be careful what I sign up for because i got to send all that stuff back out if I do that. <laughs> right. I mean, if we get overloaded, then who knows? Anyway, thank you. Yes. Evil Twin Brewing. So good, man. So good, man. So good, man. So I picked that up because they have a ton of Evil Twin at this place. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I never know what I'm getting with Evil Twin because it doesn't say on there. Look at that. Oh, yeah, I did see that. (laughs) Uh, But it doesn't say on – Jeff was pointing out that on the label – uh, it says, if you're committed enough, you can make any story work. Which is... It's kind of the motto of, 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 of Jimmy McGill. Of Jimmy McGill from, from Better Call Saul, which is, he's a con man, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, who's really committed. And, like, legit, he's not lazy. <laughs> <laughs> he goes all out. Uh, and I saw that and I was... And, I have su- I have really good feelings towards, especially this this last season of Better Call Saul. But the, the show in general, mm-hmm. it reminded me of of Better Call Saul, and I was like, okay, of all the evil twins out there, and like I said, I don't know what what it is aside from like the E is for elderberry and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I have something yeah, of an idea, yeah. but Evil Twin, you know, they throw a lot of stuff at the wall, but almost all of it sticks, right? Yeah, and they're kind of a go to to try their new stuff. This one was made at Dorchester Brewing Company, which is in Boston, Massachusetts. That's not a place you normally see them brew. 7% alcohol by volume. And, yeah, that's the only thing that that is on, like, untapped. If you're committed enough, you Mm -hmm. can make any story work. It's a hazy-ish IPA. I don't know if it's quite, well, maybe, yeah, it's probably New England style. It's not quite as white as I would traditionally expect a New England style to be. I yeah, I, I couldn't find a date on it. I, but I figured, yeah. Eh, yeah. I mean, this is cheaper than the main. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it's your your odds are pretty good with Evil Twin. They're not, they're not 100%. It's kind of like 75, 80%. Yeah. Oh, the aroma of this one is interesting. No, so they call it an India Pale Ale. So it is not super hoppy on the aroma. It's definitely not a traditional aroma. There's kind of a melony thing, or melon's not like not spot on. It's like adjacent to melon. Let me try again. Okay, that time I got more pineapple. So I'm starting to get more traditional IPA aromas. I'm not getting, I mean, I'm getting an, 
what I think is happening is as I'm getting my wires crossed in the aroma. I think there's aromas here, but I'm like, they're canceling out each other, yeah. maybe? I mean, the weird thing I'm kind of getting fleeting hints of, and it's not strong enough to really be a, a primary, is a mushroom. I'm getting like this weird little... That's weird. But it's it's what light. What kind of mushroom? Um, just the white one. Just white button mushrooms? Yeah, button mushrooms, yeah. Just kind of a little side note that's in there. <laughs> I got it. You did? I got it. Yeah, I I, I got it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's almost vaguely metallic. It, I don't know. It, not that there's a metallic note on here, yeah, but like... Yeah, yeah. The, it, it's... it's it's, I wouldn't have brought it up until I smelled it twice, right? And it's not the main thing. It's just this little harmonizing thing that is kind of fungusy. I will point out that beer, by its very nature, involves fungus. Yeah. But <laughs> yeast, yeast are fungus. are different. Well, mushrooms are the fruiting body of other funguses, yeah. but they're, they're not the fungus, right? I mean, yeah. okay. the, the fungus you don't generally see, the... Um, Easter are, are a type of fungus, a, a different type than the ones that produce those big fruiting bodies. But mm-hmm. those mushrooms are the fruit of a much bigger and much more uh, esoteric thing. Yeah, getting a little more orangey now, almost like uh, candy orange slices or something. Yeah, I don't know what that what that mushroom thing is. Metallic is wrong. It's it's the wrong descriptor, mm-hmm. but it was the closest I could get to something right. that was like describing it. But it's not metallic; it's button mushroomy. But there are other mushrooms like oyster mushrooms and shiitakes mm-hmm. that don't have this. So, yeah. yeah, what's that thing that's in button mushrooms? Right? It's this. I can see why you said metallic when I'm thinking of button mushrooms. And it's just in the aroma. I haven't tasted yeah. it yet. No, yeah, I'm not tasting it. Taste is. Um, let me take another sip. That's a bit of a sting on the tongue, right? The carbonation and kind of like a hop acidity kind of stings your tongue a little bit. It's kind of a mellow, washed out flavor overall, kind of, kind of like what you get from hazies. Yeah, I don't know the date on this, but if it tastes old, uh, it it tastes hot faded. Um, like the the foreign objects is way more like yeah, bright. The foreign and... o- foreign objects was bright. This one tastes middle of the road. It's probably st- it tastes like it's still in code, but it's not awesome, right? Mm-hmm. It's because I'm not tasting any kind of oxidation. Right. I'm not tasting any kind of staling. Um, but it's just kind of sleepy. Yes, yeah. It's it's toned down and like the the mouthfeel is there. The the consistency of the carbonation is there. The flavors are turned down. Mm-hmm. The the punchiness of the flavors are like if those were turned up to eleven, that would probably be really good. But it just feels a little like I said, old. It feels a little cardboardy. Almost. Yeah. It's well, see, I won't go cardboardy. I don't taste the staling. But that last sip I did, it, it reminded me of a, a lot of IPAs that you get at bars where they're not the freshest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unfortunately there's no date on this <coughs> bottle, so, uh, there's the, you can take a look at the code in the bottom, which is meaningless. Yeah. I thought maybe over here where it's getting stretched out, there was a date, but I don't know, can't tell. 
that's the unfortunate. They have a whole bunch of these evil twins. They have mm-hmm. almost like a shelf dedicated to evil twins. There is a shelf, but they're pretty much dedicated to evil twins. But there's no dates on mm-hmm. them. The, uh, if if nothing else, hopefully this this is a story to you know the, to to remind people to check your dates on your beers yes. when, when you can. Um, like I said, Evil Twin, I I go with uh, often because I expect them to be good, but this is just not fulfilling. Yeah, gonna pour the rest back in the can there and move on to the next beer. Alright, so this next one, another beer that you picked up, Trogue's Independent Brewery makes a beer called Troganator. It's their Doppelbock. Mm -hmm. Making it for years. It used to win gold medal with the GABF for Bach beer every single time. There weren't a lot of Bachs being made. There weren't 5,000 breweries. Yes. Well, they took Troganator and they bourbon barrel aged it. I saw that and I was like, it's expensive, 15 bucks, but... And it's not even, it's in a, well, I guess 12.7 fluid ounce bottle. It's caged and corked. It's the little bottles that they put, like, their, um... I'm drawing a blank. They make a Belgian golden and a Belgian dark that are really good. What are they called? Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm looking up their beer... No, that's not it. That's not it. Uh, Le Grave is one of them. Okay. Jovial is a double. Jo- maybe Le Grave is a triple. Yeah, those two are really okay. good. <clears throat> All right, so 10.8% alcohol by volume on this sucker, 25 IBU. Uh, they say an extended stay in bourbon barrels. Um... So it's just it's just it's just uh, Trogonator aged in barrel. Yep, ten point eight percent before it went into the barrel. All right, so Ooh. it pours like you'd expect a Doppelbock to pour. Right, it is a deep. Let's uh, let's blend. Okay, I just want to be sure, especially with. I think maybe a higher alcohol beer might lead to more satisfaction. It's it's a it's it's an untested theory. Yes, so it pours. Dark, but very clear. Crystal clear. It has this kind of great red caramel highlights to it. It's a lot of aroma on that sucker. Yeah, it is. um, It's bourbon and boozy, right? It's. It's fairly still beer, right? I mean, we did the blendy blend that worked out more carbonation, but it's sitting here. With like one bubble on top. <laughs> and now that bubble just popped. I'm not exaggerating. So I sometimes a... miss the the faces that we used to get. <laughs> <laughs> Tasting ca- uh, or sm- smelling campfire. Okay. Yeah, so I'm smelling... You know, toffee? Great toffee melanoidin type flavors that you're getting from... The decoction from the uh, from the double bock, but then the barrel is just putting this big sweet vanilla oaky candy on top of it. 
But the double black is sort of is peeking through. There mm-hmm. is not just the yeah. the no, bourbon for sure. barrel. It's not just I, I don't just smell bourbon and and get this hotness, which is always a gamble mm-hmm. with, with some of these stuff. Huh. That doesn't taste unlike Utopias. I mean, it's not exactly the same thing. It ain't Utopias. Let's be clear. Sure. But I agree that there's sort of a... It's kind of a step on the... It has a lot of the things going it, on. It, it There is sort of a sort of maple thing going on to, there, which I think is a lot of Utopia's character comes mm-hmm. from that maple syrup. Um, but it has that full, sweet, boozy thing going on in there. I mean, like, I kind of, I'm kind of with you and kind of not. Um, I'm not saying it's indistinguishable. I'm saying that there's... Because it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I agree that there, there's there's some essence of the same character. There, there, there's some flavor crossover. Second sip is not nearly as sweet and syrupy. Second sip, I'm getting more of the kind of... Mm. Black strap almost, my last yeah, yeah, kind of a bit of an ashiness. The black strap is a really good call for that. That describes it pretty well. Um, there's good character here. It's weirdly there's an almost. Uh, I'm not sure if it's thin or aqueous. It's something along the nature, just a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, I think it's still very tasty. And enjoyable. Yeah, I think it could probably use a little bit more carbonation if it wasn't. It so probably use a little bit more age. I mean, this is a 2018. Oh yeah, right. I mean, I think that th- this is probably a beer that will age really, really well. Yeah, I'm worried with so, it, that it's so still already that it would get staling because there's not like a positive pressure on it or anything like that. It's got enough alcohol that. Would that really matter? I mean, Utopia's under many I mean, some staling might help, They though. stale, though. They some, some, stale. some oxidation might help, right? It's pretty interesting. It is interesting. There, um, and, and keep in mind, right, we're in show mode. We're being excruciatingly yes. picky. Right. And if we had this just in, let's have a good strong beer tonight, we might not be nearly as critical. I mean, we might have even... We probably we would have been fine with with the uh, uh, with what I'm sure is going to be both of our last place beer, the, the yep. evil twin. If we had it in a bar, yeah. even though they wouldn't have like loved it, mm-hmm. it would have been like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, I'm not ordering another one of these, but we would have finished it, um, right? But yeah, in show mode, we we try to be as sort of as tough on these things. So the one thing that this is losing. From Trogadator. It's kind of that great toasted bread melanoidin thing. The 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 my favorite part of Trogonator is that crisp lager or you know, clean lager. I don't know if crisp is the right word, but clean lager with that really saturated bready melanoidin mm-hmm. toast type or you know, toffee toast type flavor. And you, I feel like I can't taste that in this beer because the bourbon barrel is taking that part out. And then what's le- what I'm noticing from the lager is kind of that more tinny, 
you know, like, you know, when we first got into lagers and we thought St. Adams tasted like pennies. Right. You know, I'm tasting a little bit of that tinniness, right? A little bit of that metallic. The sort of astringency and, yeah. and that goes with like a sort of raisiny character. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm a little bit disappointed that I'm missing what I expect to be my favorite part of Troganator. Right. And what's left over is kind of this like not favorite part of lagers. Yeah. I don't disagree with that assessment. Like, I don't, I don't know if I a hundred percent agree with it, but I probably eighty percent agree with it, and I don't disagree with it at all. Um, I think that there's some interesting play happening here with the oak stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's complete yet. Like I said, I really think that age might really help this beer. Yeah, I think so. I think it might kind of level it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It might take away some of that metallic part at the end there because that's what's killing right i think it will smooth it and assuming it doesn't go cardboardy and bad just get a little more character and smooth some of the sort of these rough spots this is i believe a relatively young beer i don't know if we have a date but it is a 2018 uh variety here we go uh it's oh it's so hard to read hold on (laughs) Uh, bottled on looks like June. Okay. Yeah, it's really it's hard to tell, but it looks like June. Six starts with a it seems like it starts with a six. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can see that there's typing there, but or ink, you know, ink jet letters, but <clears throat> all right, you wanna move on to the ranking? Ah, I think that's that's where we are in the show. We're doing five so. beers tonight. All right. So Evil Twin, I think, falls in both of our last yep. places. It's so good, man. It beer is probably six months old or more. It um I mean, you know, I'm not sure if we really found anything really that great. Even in the aroma, like early on, we were like, we picked up mushroom. That should have been a clue that right. there was something weird, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's almost like a... It's hard. It's almost one of those things we wouldn't, like, you know, not what the brewer intended, but I don't yeah. know, put a freaking date on it if if you want some intention, right? Um, I'm going to put the Troganator in fourth place. So will I. And that is just because... I talked about this, right? Like, I lost my favorite parts of their Doppelbock, the Troganator Doppelbock. <laughs> and... Probably not... I mean, it, I... Sorry, go ahead. I, I shouldn't interrupt you. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, I lost my... I, mean, I already said all this, right? I lost my favorite parts, and the parts that were left over were kind of like, oh, yeah, the, the things I remember used to not like in lagers are kind of amplified here. I think the barrel treatment was good on the beer... But, you know, I, I, I think, like, oh, you could have put a barley wine in there. It would have been better, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> and then let's put put the Aslan in third place. I'm a little confused on exactly what that beer is because I basically had two different beers from Aslan. Before Blendy Blend and after Blendy Blend. And I'm not even sure which one I like better. I think I liked the before better, even though I was kind of complaining that it wasn't a saison. Because uh-huh. afterwards, it it tasted 
like a cider or something to me. I was getting a bigger apple type character. I didn't like it as much. Uh, second place, I'm going to put the main beer companies, the Peeper. I thought that was pretty good. I liked how it was kind of like a session IPA, right? Where it had a light body. It had kind of that gritty, biting hop character. But it wasn't as biting because it's just a pale ale. And um, I thought the hop profile was pretty good. It gave you kind of these light yeah, citrus type characters. And then I'm going to put the foreign objects in first place because well, it was it was a fresh, delicious, hazy. It was really good and and a little bit more um, a little bit more towards the phase two hopping than yeah. most hazes, but but yeah. it really worked. Yeah, I mean that that's level. a good point, right? Because it, they didn't use mosaic in it, right? right. You know, so it's it's nice. Use New Zealand hop, right? But it's nice to see you don't have to put mosaic and galaxy in every right yeah. every beer. As much as I love Galaxy. And I love Galaxy. Yes. Uh, my rankings are very similar to yours. Evil Twin, of course, goes in last place, as we discussed. Trogues is in fourth place because of the reasons we discussed. I'm going to switch to Maine and Aslan, essentially, is my. And, and part of it is looking at the price tag of the Maine. Okay. Te- at 10 bucks. Oh, uh, yeah. That was. You know, if I was, if I was taking costs into account. I probably agree with you. Yeah, I mean that was not a ten dollar beer; that was a four dollar beer, maybe five. Okay, and we paid. I would have gone to six fifty. <laughs> you're you're being generous, I think. The, it was good, but that's a bottle, right? I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> well, it's a point, right? Is it? Yeah, I mean. It's uh okay. Yeah, it's a little over right. point. All right, I'll go with that. I'll I'll go with six fifty, but it's it's three dollars more than that. Um. So. Yeah. Uh. Just in terms of of what I got out of the, uh, Aslan, there was sure. a lot happening there, and mm-hmm. I thought there was there was a lot of really interesting stuff tasting. In there, just just stuff going on. But sure. man, that foreign objects also had a lot of great stuff going on. Oh yeah, there was a lot. I mean, it wasn't just oh, it's a hazy. It was like there's there's a lot happening and a lot of interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I, it's a top tier New England style. Yeah, you know, it's up there. That's really good. I don't I don't believe I'm not sure if I remember correctly, but I don't believe we like the other foreign objects very much. But this one's. Great. I've had some good ones on draft. I think we have one last week that was, or maybe two weeks ago, that was a little bit uh, of a disappointment. We have one more in the fridge. This was awesome. Like I really enjoyed that. That's. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go so far as to be like a oh, wow beer, yeah. but pretty pretty damn good. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right, sounds good. Thanks everyone for listening to this abbreviated episode of Craft Beer Radio. Really do appreciate. Like ten whole minutes short, yeah. One beer. Yeah, that's true. It's one beer less than than normal. Thanks everyone for listening. We do appreciate you guys taking the guys and gals taking the time to tune in. And other. Yes. However we, do, we you, don't discriminate. However you identify yourself. Um We'll be back again at this real soon. And uh hope you tune in again then. Thanks everybody. Yeah.